everybody to another episode of Kingdom Family Talks and we are excited to be joining you from Birmingham, Alabama and today we've got uh, Leif Hetland. Leif, it's good to be with you. Thank you. It's and good. we have a very special guest from my hometown all the way from Australia, uh, Catherine Ronala. Welcome. It's so good to be here. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that we have two Australians and a Norwegian in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Well, yes. Well, I, but I think it's significant, actually, mm. because the Lord is wanting to do something in this place with regard to reconciliation. And, you know, it's amazing today. What we saw yeah. even was amazing with the uh, Indians and Cowboys, cowboys. black, <laughs> white, so everything. It was just it was glorious. So, One yeah. family gathering. Mm. Hallelujah. So, for those of you listening, we are actually in Birmingham for the Birmingham Tent Revival. And uh, this is the second year that uh, a group of churches have come together and uh, as a church, as the church, and uh, joined together to go after revival for not just this city, but this state and the nation and, and the nation. So uh, it's exciting to be here with both of you. And uh, you guys carry something similar. You know, there's, there's this twin anointing that has been said by a number of people. And uh, Catherine, maybe we can start with you. What is, why did you say yes to come to Birmingham, Alabama? <laughs> Well, you know, you and Leif were going to be here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a great answer. That's right? always, that's always, <laughs> that's always super fun. You know, actually, because uh, because we do carry very similar heart messages and um, life experiences in terms of just our connection with the Father. I feel like um, it's actually even significant the male and the female um, perspectives of what it looks like to have relationship with God. I, it was just too exciting. And I felt that the Holy Spirit is doing something so significant in the nation's right, right now in terms of reconciliation and in terms of an awakening, a Holy Ghost awakening. And so the idea of doing a, a old-fashioned tent revival with yeah, you know, 15 plus different churches coming together is just so, so exciting. So it's a joy to be here with yeah. you all. Yeah. And Leif, wow. this is the second time that we've done this event. We were here about this time last year. Yeah. What's significant for you coming back? What are you seeing in not just in the natural but in the spirit in terms of the momentum that that God is building through not only these churches but this event and the and the kingdom family that is represented here? Well, uh, I think that last year when we first came and part of the reason I said yes to prioritize it was to see when a group of churches are willing to give up their Sunday service just lay down their Sunday service and the tide and the off and what we are doing for something bigger than themselves. And so, so there was last year was five churches that just said, we're laying down everything that we do and we decide we're going to be one family together underneath the tent and we're just going to want to experiencing the kingdom and the family 
and we just want to host heaven together. Mm-hmm. So that was just a big enough yes last year for me to see, say yes. Mm-hmm. But then when I started to see how they stewarded and then I had an opportunity also and knowing who Catherine is and what she carried and say, when we were invited to come together. Uh, but for me, it's very clearly when I realizing you just watch what God is doing, what God is up to, and then to join him in it. And they have phenomenally, I mean, you gave them a seed, now we saw a tree. Next time you will see a forest. And that's kind of been a stewardship process of the group of leaders. They are loving well, they're honoring one another, they celebrate one another. So now is to creating a culture that will change the culture. So it's very significant what God is doing that uh, uh, we kind of had visitation and now we start to see habitation. And then from there, then you eventually can create a culture around that and then the language. And then that's going to start to affect both cities and nation and you get prototypes. And those things makes me very excited. Wow, wow, Catherine, you uh, you you obviously pastoring a church in Brisbane, Glory City Church, Brisbane, but you also have a number of other campuses and church plants around the world. Uh, that is coming from it, it stems from family. You know what what you are stewarding, what you are leading with the team. And uh, Leif and I were with your church in Brisbane in August uh, earlier this year and saw some of that firsthand. But as you're traveling the nations, you've just been in D.C., you've just been in, in Lancaster in Pennsylvania. What, what is it about Birmingham that you're seeing is different in terms of family culture and, and that which you're kind of leading? You know, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples, that you love one another. Wow. And that really is something that's happening here, is that, is that love for one another. Mm. That's the whole basis of Kingdom Family. It's yeah. the whole basis of our, you know, our Glory City Church Network as mm. well. And well, you know, we're very connected at, uh, with you guys and, and within our own network. We really are only interested in genuine, real relationship. Mm. Because when you've got relationship where you're, you can safely be free to dialogue doctrine and, and to love one another and to, to, to have robust, glorious, healthy conversation that's, that's very, very real. Um, you know, that's what family looks like. And I, my husband made the, the, sta- the comment the other day. Hmm. He said he sees how, you know, last year you were here, Leif, and it was just such a, a wonderful work of uh, family being established and identity. And he made the comment that you know when family is established, then you can start to expect children. And yeah, wow. I really and believe I that. that this place, and I think, you know, worldwide, God has been doing such a move of the Father's heart. You know, for the last twenty years, yeah. there's been such a significant emphasis on the love of the Father, and you know, and of recent years, really, what healthy family looks like within, mm-hmm. you know natural families, spiritual families, what what family looks like. And now I believe, just like in Ephesians three, it's after he, he Paul prays for us to know the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, the love of Christ that passes knowledge that we'd be filled to overflowing. He then goes on to say, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above you know, to him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus to all generations. And I believe that the the revelation of the Father's heart that we've been privileged to be receiving, um, you know, theologically and experientially, is now 
coming to an acceleration point where we're about to step into the now under him who's able uh, with signs and wonders and miracles for harvest <laughs> and so that the generations are going to see supernatural glorious manifestations and I think it's even significant that in this uh, we're about to celebrate the 500 year anniversary of the Reformation yeah, that you know, I feel like there's a shift happening in the spirit where we're going beyond head knowledge into a, a real revelation of being the just who live by faith. And as such, having that holy boldness that the righteous are as bold as lions. And those lions, I believe, are going to be unafraid to love uh, and to step out on the water, to really begin to move in the miraculous in the way that they're going to preach the word with signs following and, and not with persuasive words of men's wisdom. And we're already seeing that beginning. Yeah. And your message, Leif, about lions and lambs, I just I feel like it's such a significant season um, and the giant slayers because I believe, you know, that we're, we're going beyond ourselves and our, you know, um, the, the season of let's, let's get established in our identity. We always, every day, have to remind ourselves what we look like. We've got to live in the love of God. But now I feel that there is a supernatural commissioning mm. and ascending into the harvest as, as these healthy families now are ready to receive the lost so that the lost aren't going to come into orphanages yeah. but into families. And it was very interesting because uh, in a couple of days I'm going to go back to the voice of the apostles. And uh, I spoke last year at the last meeting and I couldn't sleep that night before. And when, uh, when Catherine was sharing, that picture came to my mind where I went on my computer and I looked just on some prophecies on the one billion soul harvest. And one was when Bob Jones was taken up to heaven. I think it was the year 1975. I had never looked at it. But then at that moment, when he was taken up to heaven and died actually, mm. and the spirit mm. came back, God says, I I'm sending you back because I want you to learn how to love. Mm. And then from that, the one billion soul harvest revelation came and later Paul Cain and other people started to see it. Mm. So if there is, if you just even put that into perspective, but then I heard so clearly from the father and that's what broke my heart last year. And it's exactly one year ago right now, broke my heart because he said, Leif, I don't want a billion orphans yeah I, I want a billion sons and daughters mm. and he says I mean I'm just been waiting for this but I, yeah. I, I, I don't want fire without having fireplaces mm. so 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 it belongs to family and that's why I think that when we're seeing the graciousness and what is taking place and what I'm so excited about now is the family is being established that can take yeah. in what Tom was saying, their children. So there's yeah. been this process, but to do that, you have to have the father, son, spirit, yeah. <laughs> the unity that is between them, the honor, the interdependence, the oneness, all of those different things. It's kind of the John 17 that you're seeing that is being put in place. It's been the last prayer of Jesus that the very love that the father had towards him, that that love is going to be in us. And that's how the world is going to see where his disciples, because because we have learned how to love with that kind of a love. Mm. But we can only receive that 
before we become it, before we can give it. And when the world sees that, that's what's going to bring in that one billion soul mm. harvest that is going to be sons and daughters yeah. of glory that is going to fill this earth with the knowledge of glory of God mm. as water cover the sea. So I was just thinking about as Catherine was sharing, that was about a year ago, right before the voice of the apostle, that something happened in my heart, mm. just even to capture a clarity of the importance of seeing that the kingdom is a family business. Mm. It's so true. I think, you know, that this whole um, concept of harvest, I feel now is coming into a place where uh, it's no longer going to be seen as a job, a mission, we've got to do this, but as, as, a, as an extension of the incredible love that the Father has for us. Yeah. And I know that the, the heart of the Father is being uh, revealed to the sons and daughters as, as we're beginning to get revelation and really mm. receive what it is to be rooted and grounded in that love and learn how to go and drink and enjoy the embrace of the Father. Uh, God, God has been breaking my heart also. I, I, I shared at uh, Rise Up and the event in uh, Washington just the other week with the women that, you know, if you had a child that had been abducted at birth and you you were spending everything that you had trying to find them trying to get the message out to them that they have a family that they are loved that they have parents that are looking for them and then one day someone one of your friends saw them on the street and they came and told you i saw your child i saw them on the street you'd be so excited you'd be saying did you tell them we're looking for them and then i thought what would it be like if, if they then said to you, well, you know, it didn't feel like the right time. It didn't feel comfortable. I didn't want to make them feel embarrassed. Your heart would just break. But if, if, they, if they did, if they said, hey, I know your father, I know your mother, they're looking for you, they love you, it would be as though they'd done it to you. And it's just so valuable, I think, when we start to really realize that love is not just to make us feel good. It's to help us partner with heaven, to help the Father receive those that he is longing to be in relationship with. So I really do believe that we are entering a new season of harvest where people are going to come into not a broken family, but into a family that understands the beauty of the gospel, the, the truth of righteousness and what it looks like to live healthy, holy lives that are not uh, bound by legalism, but bound by a profound sense of thanksgiving mm. uh, at, at what the Holy Spirit has done in our hearts by Jesus' blood. Wow. I'm just thinking about the, the scripture verses there in John chapter 20, verse 17 to 23. But it is the primary thing is when Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I now send you. And then he breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they will be forgiven. But if you retain the sins of any, they will be retained. So what he says there, and he's saying in a very simple way, now, okay, you guys have seen how I've lived and all I did is what I saw my father do. When I touched the leopard, it's because my father was touching the lepers. Mm. When somebody mm. was bleeding, according to mm. the culture, was illegal, it was because this is what the father is doing. Everything I did is what you saw my father do. Now, as I have representing the father, now this is what you're going to do. Yeah. And the disciple, I could see they're looking at each other's like, come on, Jesus, we saw how you have been, but now 
now what I'm going to do is now as the Father sent me, now I'm going to send each one of you and you're going to represent the Father in the same way. So the John 14, 9, when Philip says, show us the Father and Jesus says, hey, excuse me, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I think this is at least my prayer, personal prayer in this season is I want people to know how good my Papa is. And when they're looking at me saying, I know who your daddy is. Yeah. And it's going to say, if I've seen you, I, I can see who your father yeah. is. I can see who God is. That's I know right. it, we all will reflect a part of the face of God in, in, in such a way that the world will see who he is. Then they will see who they are. And that's going to be so much connected. And then we will have the ministry of reconciliation. That's now, right. if you forgive the sins of Annie, as I've been forgiven, I can forgive. Mm. Well, you know, that's why I love uh, ministering with you, Life, because we're so much on the same page in terms of that. And, and specifically for me, I, I have, God has really dealt with me over the last few years with the issue of judgment because people really struggle um, when, when they sense any form of judgment, they put up a wall of defense. And, you know, God didn't come into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him would be saved. And I feel that, the you know, as we are stepping out into the harvest, the, the people need to see Jesus, who was the friend of sinners, who is looking at them and loving them. And, uh, you know, God really taught me that um, with my own daughter. Mm. And, you know, she had walked away from the Lord. And... When she, when she came home, it wasn't the big prodigal son returning experience that I'd hoped for. And, uh, you know, it was still awkward and difficult for a while. And I would look at her and try to love her on the outside. But on the inside, I would think, oh, I don't like what you're wearing. I don't like your attitude. I don't like this. But I'd, I'd pretend to be happy on the outside. And then the Lord spoke to me one day. And he said, your thoughts are defining her. Hmm. I said, wow. what do you mean, God? And there was a, there's a song, my th your thoughts define me. But he was saying, you are the only representation of God she's seeing at the moment. Mm. And if you are judging her, she's thinking that God's judging her. And every time she feels judged, she puts up a defensive wall. I mean, Jess is very prophetic. And mm. she'd say to me, stop thinking that. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, oh, so I couldn't even pretend. But I, it, it revealed something to me. And so I began to treat her as though she were already saved. I began to treat her with great respect and talk to her as though she were already a sister in Christ, someone that I had great respect for. And I tell you, it was remarkable. Instead of uh, defensive, butting heads, you know, we are best friends now. She I is have in watched church. <laughs> She's in church every week. She sits right next to me. And in on her day off, she's like, Mom, can we go out? And oh, it just makes my heart so happy. And what it did was it made her feel safe, not only to come near to us, but to come near to God. And I feel that that is a revelation that, I mean, you manifest so powerfully in your ministry. It's amazing. But if we can adopt that attitude with people, instead of presenting a Jesus that's angry and judgmental of them, if we present a father who's looking at them 
and loving them mm -hmm. like the the father of the prodigal son uh, like Jesus who looked at the woman caught in adultery and just loved her you know if they can feel and see the love of Christ because we know who we are we know who loves us and we we agree with God about how he feels about us then instead of uh, reflecting and you shared you shared this so powerfully we're to love one another as we love ourselves if we aren't agreeing with God that he loves us and has forgiven us, then mm. we can't, lo we'll love people with the way that we love ourselves. If we're judgmental of ourselves, we'll be judgmental of other people. But as we marinate in this revelation that we are truly forgiven, that we are not judged, we're not guilty, then we can look at others and not, not judge them and, and look at them with the eyes of love, define them with the eyes of the Father. And, uh, you know, you have really even solidified that revelation in my life. I'm so grateful for you. Now, I appreciate you. I'm interested because you've written some amazing books. I had a, a I had an, a, yeah, the enjoyment of endorsing one of them and one of them I'm about to read right now. I, I just thought because I think it would also help some of the people that are out there to be blessed. Uh, and but just do you mind just sharing a few things about some of your books and what they're all about and just so so people can be blessed because I feel like uh, I hear they're getting a few moments with you but I want them to start getting in and, and get some of your special sauce the ingredients of your special sauce because we can all I think everybody can listening to you feeling you we know you're carrying something that is going to add value it's adding value to my life to Scottish to everyone that is listening uh, but I also would like to be on the processes uh, how how you became that message oh. of who you are oh that's so lovely I I've had the joy of writing three books uh, the first one was called living in the miraculous how God's love is expressed through the supernatural mm. because I believe that miracles and signs and wonders uh, are expressions tangible expressions of the love of God manifestations of his glory but tangible expressions of his his caring his kindness wow. and I've watched I've watched people a, a lady who was healed of stage four pancreatic cancer mm. when she was supernaturally healed her husband gave her his heart to the Lord <laughs> as you would yeah. and uh, you know just watching what the impact uh, of, of genuine miracles has on people's hearts is it 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 just reminds them of the truth of who Christ is and so uh, my first book talks about my journey uh, in really having a deep passion to see what I was reading in the book of Acts mm. happen in my life in the West mm. and uh, and wow it's been so amazing to see what he's done and uh, so lots of testimonies of his his amazing miracles about the journey too of, of how his love you know delivered and set me free yeah. And then I, I wrote a book called Wilderness to Wonders, mm -hmm. uh, Embracing the Power of Process. And not everybody wants to talk <laughs> about that, but it's actually a really, really hopeful book because what you do in the, what do you do when you've got a promise and yet you haven't seen the fulfillment? Mm. And a lot of people think, well, I'm just gonna put it on the shelf and hope it happens. But I believe we're meant to partner with God and that there are things that we can do to agree with God, to partner with God and actively begin to inherit what he has for us. And so it's, there's tools and keys of how to really step into the promises before you've seen them. Mm. But I also talk about my journey with my daughter in that, uh, in that book and what that looked like because 
it was a three or four year process. For the first year, I cried every day without exaggeration. And then every Mother's Day and, and birthday and Christmas, my heart would break. And, and what it, you know, the kindness of the Father and what He revealed to me in that season. And that, you know, watching and seeing the, the glory of His redemption, I, I believe is a real encouragement to, and I've heard it has been a great encouragement to many, many people. Wow. And, uh, and then Sid Roth, actually, Sid Roth's producer, um, actually asked me to write my last book that I've just written uh, called uh, Life with the Holy Spirit um, and in, enjoying intimacy with the Spirit of God. Because for me, I, I used to go to an Anglican girls' school and they'd, we'd say the grace. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore. Amen. And I could quote it. But I really didn't understand it. But one day when I was older, listening to the Bible on audio, actually, it struck me. Mm. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. It was a prayer Paul was praying for the believers mm -hmm. who already had grace, who already had love, who already had the Holy Spirit. But he was, he was praying that we would embrace and receive and become aware, tangibly aware, of the grace of God, of the love of the Father, and of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's a picture of Trinity, Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit. And I began to cry out to God saying, I want to understand what it looks like to have real, genuine relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the way I was raised is I didn't even think you could talk to the Holy Spirit. I, I'd pray to the Father in the name of the Son. And I, I guess most of my prayer still is, Father, in the name of Jesus. But I began to understand that the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of the Son, the Holy Spirit, He's the one who's standing here with us right now and he's the one who holds my hand and puts his arm around me and if i just become aware of his presence he's the one who can interpret my tears and meet my deepest needs for love and as i began to learn to lean on him i be I, everything just became so much easier I remember once praying for somebody praying my best prayer trying to see them get healed and i heard the holy spirit say would you like some help with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I remembered and I leant back into his love. And, you know, then the next person I called for couldn't even get close to me. They were thrown back by the power of the Holy Spirit and healed. Wow. And mm -hmm. just learning what it looks like to be aware that in him I live and move and have my being, that I can talk to him. He's my teacher, my counselor, my comforter. I actually take time to deliberately fellowship with the Holy Spirit as the spirit of wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know, in Proverbs, it talks about uh, three women. It talks about the woman of sin and the woman of wisdom, and then the Proverbs 31 woman. And I really believe it's an incredible picture mm -hmm. of um, of sin on the outside, trying to get us to partner with that. and. And then the Holy Spirit calling us and saying, come and eat with me. And, and so I just have deliberately started saying, Lord, I want a fellowship with you. Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. And as I've done that deliberately, I've been getting these amazing creative ideas that I've not even asked for. And uh, just the, the, the multidimensional joys of genuine relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit is, is making me, is taking me on adventures I never even dreamed of and favor and glory because 
He's the one that reminds me and reveals the Father to me, reveals the Son to me, and, and clothes me with power and strength and beauty. And uh, it's just the, it's the life we were born to live. Come on. Wow. Sure. Wow. That's awesome. I think uh, I just wanted to kind of touch on one thing in, in a sense of we're here, we're seeing churches gather, we're seeing the body gather. You've just been in D.C. seeing people come together as the bride. And uh, one of the things that I think is in terms of a practical application, what are some of the keys that you feel as the church at large we can actually represent or represent a kingdom mindset you know life you were just talking before we even recorded you this this whole mindset of switching from discipleship to family Mm -hmm. you know and actually welcoming people into family i think that that's key but what does that actually practically look like you know i i think uh, leif you have profound keys with regard to that and but I, I'm excited. You know, John 17, and this is 2017, the, the year of John 17, I really believe we're seeing a supernatural move of Jesus' prayer starting to be answered, that they would be one. And I think, though, the way that we do that is relates back to that uh, story I shared about my daughter, is that we would stop looking at what we don't like and start looking at what we do and start loving people with the love of Christ and start celebrating and honoring what we do love and what we can see. And, you know, for me, dropping my prejudice, I I had a lot of, in my younger years, a lot of denominational prejudice. And, uh, you know, I'd look at different people and and different denominations and, and, and almost have an arrogance that uh, we've got this or we've got that and they need that or and and then the holy spirit beginning to teach me as i began to observe the fruit of the spirit in their lives and convict me at the you know the holy love that they would have for each other and different across different streams and uh, you know i had to i had to humble myself and realize lord have mercy i have no right to judge anyone who calls on the name of jesus and, and realize that as much as I do it, you know, I, I, with the measure that I judge, I, I, I'm being judged. And I, so I, I walk in a holy fear now, mm. a glorious fear of uh, when I talk to somebody else, I'm, ta- I'm talking to the apple of God's eye. As much as I've done it to the least of them, his brethren, I've done it to him. And learning that when I, you know, I love to worship God. I love to worship God. And one day I was worshiping and saying, Lord, oh, I just wish I could worship you better. Help me. I want to love you more. I heard him say, love your husband. I went, what? I do love my husband. Love your family. I went, I do. And I I suddenly realized, you know, when I am doing practical things for my family, when when I'm honoring my husband, when I'm loving people around me, he takes it as worship. Mm-hmm. Wow. He takes it personally. So for me, I always thought, you know, worship's about me alone with him or corporately in, in the heavens, in the spiritual realm, mm. honoring him. But when I am making breakfast for my family or I'm bringing my husband a cold drink, God takes that 
deeply takes that as worship. Mm-hmm. And when we learn to do that with with believers of all different streams, with just anybody made in the image of God, if we will love them, if we will just go out of our way to love them, God takes it as personally mm-hmm. as worship, as love unto him. And so that really, yeah. <laughs> oh, that gives me reverential, glorious fear. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In a yeah. very real, it, practical it's way. It's kind of what I was just thinking about because we've just been to the catalyst. And I, I went to the first catalyst, whatever, 17 to 20 years ago. And now we were just back again there and was very much honored. In, uh, but, uh, but as we were at the catalyst, I started to meet some of the people that to some degree I didn't even realize that I was saying, okay, they are kind of a... They, 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 they don't go very deep, innocent. A lot of seeker-friendly. And so I had some of my, uh, that was just an honor, some of my world review, not yeah. realizing it until again I got his eyes to see. And then, first of all, he said, that, I mean, it was the pictures of this beautiful bride coming down. You will never, if somebody criticized your wife Ooh. when she came there as a bride and came <laughs> down the aisle and would say something about it or think about something negative, what would you feel about that? And this is my bride. That was one thing, and I just fell in love with his bride when I saw how beautiful he thought his bride was. And then the second thing that took place for me was just that uh, just a person, as, I mean, I have a, such a high respect and honor, but I didn't have the revelation perhaps of, like say an Andy Stanley, who I honor, admire, but it's like uh, what, what he said, what, why they exist as part of the bigger picture. Because often we are trying to get people to get married. Well, they exist to get people to come and have a date. And then they have another, come back in for another date and another date so that they can get engaged. And then eventually it leads to marriages. And then there's all these amazing marriages all over. It's just that they decided, let's instead of trying to get people married right away, let them at least get to meet Jesus so they can go on a date and just the why what they are doing. And I'm like, I'm so grateful. And so we just brought our Buddhist neighbor to one of Andy Stanley's churches on Sunday with several Buddhists because this was a good place just to meet Jesus. Because we're not going to force you to try to get married, but you get to meet him and go on a date and see how good he is and how loving he is. We sat there and just, it it was a phenomenal experience. I was ministered so much and Andy on the screen and he gave me three practical tools that would have been as much important to me as if I had a glory realm experience with God. So. I think it's just doing something in our hearts in this season. I think it's so, it's so important yeah. because if we, as, a, as a bride, if we can begin to honor and begin to love, then the world will see by this shalom and no. And until they see that, they don't, they don't want to have a part of these critical, you no. know, finger-pointing family. They want to belong to a healthy, loving family. Mm. And I believe that the grace of God is upon his bride right now to have that Come happen. On. Come, Come on. on. Well, we could talk for hours. I think we really could. There's so much gold in both of you. But we have a revival meeting to get to. So, Come on. Uh, before, we, before we wrap up this, uh, Catherine, would you mind releasing just a blessing over the people listening that, mm. that they would be awakened in their full identity oh, as part of the yeah. bride? Oh, I'd love to. Father. Lord, I thank you. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Father, thank you, Lord, that you are breathing a new Holy Ghost awakening, a, a new great awakening across the globe, Father, where people are awakening to righteousness. Holy Spirit, breathe on your people. Awaken them to your love. Awaken them to righteousness, that they would receive your grace. They would receive your truth. They would receive your power to walk in holiness. Lord, that they, they would receive faith to be able to live like you holy spirit shed your love abroad in the heart in our hearts by your holy spirit holy ghost let them experience the love of the father in such deep and powerful ways lord that it overflows onto the streets it that it overflows in multiplication and harvest lord we say yes bring in the children bring in the harvest lord and bring them into family teach us your ways God teach us your ways we thank you that you've invited us into your family now teach us what it looks like to live and enjoy and do family well father put your hands on each one Lord listening and just release an impartation of your peace and your love and your joy Mm. your kingdom is righteousness peace and joy in In the the Holy Spirit so Holy Spirit let them know that they are truly loved they are truly clean as they acknowledge their sin Confess that you are faithful and just, just to forgive them. Cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Lord, that they'd experience supernatural peace and supernatural joy. In Jesus' name, mm. amen. Amen. Mm. Well, it's been a privilege to have, <laughs> have you as a guest, Catherine. And if you would like to connect more with Catherine and what she's doing around the nations, you can go to glorycitychurch.com.au. Is that yes, correct? Or catherinerenala.com. CatherineRinala.com, and uh, if you would like any more information about Global Mission Awareness, you can go to globalmissionawareness.com. And uh, we thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next time. Yeah.